Hello there. You are on to the Man to Man Session Podcast. We raise kings to embrace their masculinity and amplify their influence in the society. Welcome. The Man to Men Session Podcast is about to begin. Alright, welcome back from the break. Welcome back. Alright, so with me, I have our last speaker for today and I have our last speaker on this relationship and personal development series who will be sharing with us on how he met his wife. Men, gentlemen, <laughs> gentlemen, I was about to say ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> gentlemen, um, let's welcome Mr. Christian Oyama. Apologies, apologies, Pastor Christian <laughs> Oyama. <laughs> All right, sir. Can you share with us, sir? How did you meet your wife and how did you propose to her? All right. Uh, Good morning, everyone. My name is Kristen Oyama, husband to one wife and father to three children. All right, I'm hanging out with um, a brother, Anaya. Yes, so I'll be fielding some questions and then answering them. Yeah. How did I meet my wife and how did I propose to her? Okay, I, I met her in 2010. In church, she came as a choir member. I was music director. Yes, I know you want to see this choir stuff. Yes, we met in the choir. Uh, truthfully, I wasn't. I wasn't really looking. She didn't really fit in into some aspect. The spec I wanted, but we met in the choir, and then. My pastor then kept telling me that my wife was around me. I was really looking around, but she didn't fit into who I was looking out for. So that night after being pressurized by my pastor, she said that she knows my wife and she's around me. I said, Mommy, just go ahead and tell me the person you know I trust you and I honor your decision. She said, No. Um, Matchmaking is not done in the church. That is not right. She doesn't do matchmaking. I should rather get to know by myself so that tomorrow I won't push the blame to someone else. So that night, I just made a simple prayer. I can't really remember what I said, but I prayed concerning marriage that God should, you know, open my eyes to to I was supposed to get married to and I slept and it was a series of revelations and then finally finally I got to know that she was the one okay so after that I got to know I wasn't okay with it yeah I was okay with it because she you know there were some reservations I had right along the line 
um, it got sorted out. So how did I propose? I did not propose. Ah, uh, like I said, I had some reservations and I was not eager and willing as it were, you know. <laughs> Normally, a young man want to really propose. He's eager to, but I wasn't eager. So my pastor then, after telling her what I saw and she confirmed it, she asked me if I had proposed. I said no. And uh, she gave me a deadline of, she gave me some days that I should either propose to her or I should forget about it. So under that pressure, I went and proposed. How did I propose? <laughs> well, I've been telling her lately for a while now that I want to do a second proposal because the first one, I did it without knowledge. Yeah, I did it without knowledge. There was no knowledge. It was, it was it was not romantic at all. I did it based on the understanding I had then. Uh, but right now, I mean, knowledge has increased, and I would love to do another proposal. I it was in church. I mean, who does that? Although I've seen some beautiful ones on social media in church, the lady leading quiet worship. The man goes on his knees, but I just. I took her to the children's church <laughs> and then kept saying plenty things I can't even remember today. I used to ask her what were the things I said. She said I used to talk about Feka. <laughs> yeah, but that's how I proposed. No, no romantic, no kneeling down, no ring, nothing. And she asked that I give her sometimes to to get back to me unknown to me that same day she had a dream about me and even told her siblings so it was kind of like a confirmation to her but she uh, she asked for time and she said yes oh <laughs> isn't that lovely she said yes <laughs> Wow, okay, nice, nice, nice one. <laughs> All right, so second question. Apart from her, did you have other options? And if yes, how did you know she was the one among others? Wow, apart from her, did I have any other options? If yes, how did I get to know she was the one among? So that I didn't have any other options then, truthfully speaking. I ended, um, I ended an abusive relationship about a year ago before I met her. So I wasn't in any relationship. I hadn't any options. The people I was looking around were either engaged or about getting married. So, there were no other options for me, yeah, available at, at that time. There was nobody that would have been, you know, an option. So, it was just, at, at that point, I was not even ready for a relationship, and my pastor knew. Because I told her that when it's time to get married, I'll just look for someone and get married to, you know, so... 
I wasn't really keen about this relationship stuff. I just had friends, you know, sisters in church. So for me, there were, there were no other options. Well, you ended an abusive relationship. Sorry, sir, can you please tell us, how were you able to heal from the abusive relationship? <sighs> okay. Uh... Yeah, in passing, I mentioned that I was in an abusive relationship. The lady was was playing on her emotion. She had about three guys, and um, she would tell this one, this person is disturbing me. She would tell this one, this person is disturbing me. This person is trying to, you know, ask me out. Meanwhile, she had she had committed herself to that relationship okay and then she was she kept lying to me about a health situation she had she had a heart issue she was on die it was i was in torture in fact at some point i told her okay let's hasten the marriage process so that you can die as mrs oyama imagine that Funny, right? So, how did I come out? One of those days, we were at Zugadin, somewhere called Zugadin in Calabar. And she came up with plenty of stories again. I just knew this girl was just, this lady was just playing with my emotions and skipping me high and dry. So, I told her, that let's go. Uh, and I, I was singing this song. I sang this song. Um, Jesus loves me. This I know. Because the Bible tells me so. So as we're going now, she fell to the ground. Uh, what she has been talking about, the sickness she claimed she had, actually came to her that day. She almost died in my hands. Rushed her to the hospital. I'm trying to cut the long story short. Went to her family and I proposed to her. She had accepted, but she was telling her family members that I was a Bible study student, that she was teaching me the Bible. <laughs> so when I went to the house, I was like, ah, sorry. Oh, so this, this, I was talking like, like someone who knows her history, and they were looking at me like, Heart issues, where, how? That their daughter doesn't have such. It was shocking. You know, so. At this point in time, I was confused. And I just, the whole puzzle just became a, a picture. And I knew she has been, what she has been doing all this while. And I told her I was going to hand it. She she said I can't I can't leave her, that it's not possible. I looked at her and smiled, I said it's possible, I will leave you. You know, so many of us are into toxic relationship, we know that it's wrong. But because you know we've been hooked emotionally or stuff find difficult to come out but i made up my mind we don't share same value system 
I don't share same values. Why would I be, you know, yoked with her? If tomorrow I get married to this lady, it's how she's going to be doing in the home line and playing around with me. So I took my stand and I told her I was leaving. She didn't believe it. She thought, you know, I was just trying to get space. I'll come back. But that was it for me because I believe I believe so much in discipline. I believe so much in kingdom and godly principle. And if you fall short of those principles, I call them the five, the 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 core causes, the core subjects in relationship. If you if you if you if you if you touch value and values, if you touch principles, character, you know, integrity and the rest, if you touch them, there is no we don't have any relationship together. But there are other causes that are not core causes. We can manage that. But when you touch the core cause, I'm out. So, but for her, all the things she did, it was nothing. She was just living in a fantasy land. I left. And I didn't look back. Yeah, I was hurt. Pained me a lot because I invested so much emotions and time in that relationship. But that was how I left. And I healed later on. Yeah, you also can leave that relationship when you know that both of you are not going to the same direction. You have the same purpose. You can leave. Wow, guys. You too can heal in case in case you've been in, in an abusive relationship. I want you to know that you can heal. You can get out of it. Take out time. Give yourself a break before moving into another relationship and heal. By forgiving yourself and forgiving the person in question. Alright, sir. Next question. So two different people, different temperaments, coming from different backgrounds. To become one in the hallowed institution of marriage. Yeah. I guess it must have taken some time and friction along the way. So how do you both settle arguments yeah this question is quite um it's very important to different people different temperament background coming to become one yeah it took a long way it took a long way we we had um we had a long courtship we cut it for about four years. I wouldn't recommend that right now to anyone because long, long courtship has its own demerits. But it worked for our favor because we practically had to handle the major issues. We were intentional in our courtship. We are addressing issues. Um, how to raise children, how to exercise discipline and all on our children and all that. So I, I come from a conservative background, very conservative, you know, and she's coming from um, a mixture, but the dad is highly conservative, but the mom is very liberal, very jovial, loving woman. So 
all of them tend to all my wife siblings and herself they are like that outgoing outspoken i am the quiet reserve no noise person so our courtship was quite um, a tedious one in fact i thought i dealt with the issue of anger before i met her but you know during one of those are uh, quarrels or what you call fights we're not really fighting boxing ourselves not that no. misunderstandings i was so angry i started shaking i knew that wow so anger is still here i had to you know quickly address it so it took a long way it took a long way it, took, it was it's long before i started adjusting you know we just had to I had to let her know okay this is my kind of makeup and I had to understand our own makeup too in trying to get a common ground you don't allow the other person lose his or her personality so I didn't want her to conform to me and then lose out on her personality or I should just lose out on my personality just to please her we we talked about these things and we had a common ground. I told her my likes and my dislikes. She basically didn't have much, you know, and uh, we, 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 it wasn't easy in the courtship. It's not supposed to be like that though, but based on the quantity of knowledge we had, we had to, you know, but we we pulled through. The good thing was that we were so much in love with each other and we were friends. And we are still friends and we are still in love. Eight years in marriage, it's still like, you know, the first year of marriage. So when we finally got married, there was no, there were no, basically there were no issues. The only thing was um, the first two weeks trying to adjust living with someone else. Yeah, that was the only major issue we had. We quickly addressed it. And then since then, it's been, it's been a good journey with a lot of, um, <laughs> interesting interludes i would not say issues but interludes but always we, we we told ourselves we won't sleep over an issue and we try to make sure that we settled at the same day so yes today i enjoy uh being liberal i've been loud she's the outspoken person and most times I, I join her in that and it's a nice one. I wouldn't really want her to be quiet as myself. The house would be dead boring. <laughs> so yeah, here we are today and thank God for that. That's nice. Don't sleep over an issue overnight. Ensure that you set leads before going to bed. So also 
when it comes to taking a decision, how do you both reach an agreement? Okay, on how we reach agreement, we have learned by experience to to take our to listen to our advice, to seek for our advice when I want to take a decision. We don't take decision unilaterally. No, we come together and women are intuitive. God bless them with that. They might not be logical enough to explain what they feel, but that feeling has been put there by God to capture the exact um, the exact circumstance. So sometimes they just say, "Don't do this without any reason." You are asking for a reason. They don't have a reason, but they just have this feeling, that intuition for you not to do it. It is best for you not to do it. In most cases, I've learned in eight years of marriage. So whenever we want to take a decision, both of us, we come together, talk about it. I listen to our input. Sometimes I go ahead and do what is in my heart but most of the times i listen to her that's how we come to her, in how we take care of our children in how i take care of, we deal with strangers with situations we talk about it and we come to conclusion together well you've heard it guys listen to your wife talk about it and then take a decision all right next question sir during the period where you were a bachelor, I guess you definitely had sexual urges. Can you share with us your experiences and how you were able to handle it? Of course. Sexual urge. urges came and... Uh... <laughs> in fact, at some point in my life, was, I put myself under sexual pressure. We know there's, there's a difference between sexual urge and pressure. The urge, the sexual urge is the natural one placed there by God, by nature, to prepare the person for marriage. So, of course, I had the sexual urge. And then at some point as a teenager, I got myself, you know, under sexual pressure. Started reading pornographic materials and then it resulted in masturbation and all but thank god god was able to was able to come out of those addictions so yes uh to the glory of god i, I married my wife as a virgin i got married at 30 and she's the first and only woman in my life <laughs> Yes, so sexual purity is possible. Sexual discipline is possible. Uh, but courtship, man, really tested this man of God. <laughs> it tested me. It tested me. You know, you are with someone you love. 
and then you guys are planning marriage together so what's there but thank god for discipline i've built over the years and i had to tell her i had to tell her i had to make her a responsible partner i told her i said sometimes i may go gaga i may go haywire you should be there to put me in check the days it might be your turn i should be strong okay two the bible says better than one so when this other one is down the other one lifts the person up so that's how we're able to checkmate it so it will not result to premarital sex and all of the torture and the rest you know so i had to make her responsible i had to yeah even though i was disciplined myself i had to let her know and i also told her yes i told her that if we have sexual relationship before marriage i wouldn't marry anymore that my trust in her would have just disappeared so i let her know it was like a caveat what lawyers will call caveat i hope i'm right you know so i told her if this happens before marriage forget it i won't marry you because there will be that distrust that would have been built inside of me uh, yeah so i also built some structures around she never she, she whenever she visits she doesn't do anything nothing like come and wash my clothes come and cook for me and all that when you're in the kitchen trying to cook the glory cloud now will now come you do so i will have to put in that structure if i wanted to eat anything or to test her food if that was the issue whenever i visit i i eat whatever she has cooked and then try not to stay out late or stay in lonely places as much as possible and whenever we sense the glory cloud yes when we sense the presence you know we we try to share the grace <laughs> and we declare surely goodness and mercy you know so it helped us it helped us to, to the glory of god it was in marriage consummated everything so yeah um we set structures in place to keep us and then she was a responsible partner for me she just knew within her that if this thing if this thing is is released before time then it is over that kept us and of course the fear of god the love we had for ourselves and the love we had for God. So we won't displease him. It helped us. It wasn't an easy journey. Like I said, four years of courtship. I wouldn't encourage that to anyone. There, there were highs and lows, but those structure we kept helped us. Yeah. <laughs> when you begin to sense the glory cloud, please share the grace. All right, sir. Um, next question. With the responsibility upon the shoulder of a man, how do you create time to train, raise, and be available for your children? Yeah. Responsibility 
shoulder of a man to create time to train ways and be available for my children. Uh, my, my, my ministry first is to my family. If I cannot minister first to my family, then I failed as a minister. So I I made up my mind that I was going to I was not going to be an absent father. Like I'm in the house and my children don't know I'm around or they are not emotionally connected to me. I made up my mind about that years back. So with a lot to do outside, ministrations, work, counseling and all, my children take the first priority. Yes, they do because I don't want to raise a dysfunctional home and I want to pass on the legacy to the next generation. So I create time to have interactions, to play with my children. I connect with them through playing with them. You see the excitement on their faces. I'm blessed with three children, a girl and two boys. You see the excitement on their faces and through one of the training of these sections where we play, I can now use that to start, you know, dishing out some principles and truths to them at the level where they are, okay? Um, my daughter is old enough to understand some things. She's seven years. So I deliberately download some games, some word games. We do it together. While we are putting those words together, I'll talk to her. There's, there's one that is a, is a scripture word puzzle. So... When we're playing the game, excuse me, I would, you know, tell her about scripture, talk to her, you know, and uh, we have time to pray, time to pray as a family. I have personal one-on-one time with each and every one of them. Outside the general children time I have a personal one-on-one time with them it's my priority if <clears throat> excuse me if they don't if they don't see this life in their father I don't know where else they will see it so I take it upon myself to make sure that I don't feel in my immediate constituency so as fathers, um, you create time for what you treasure. I see my children as my treasures. So I don't joke with them. I create that time. I can be very busy. But I create that time to have a general collective relationship and individual with each and every one of them. Every slight opportunity I have to connect with them, I do it. It could be through a dance. I'll just carry this one. Or just share a song. And you can see the excitement on their face. They want to bond with their daddy. And then I can bring out some value, values, talk about some things. 
and you see them nodding their head in agreement i am bonding i am having you know training up that child according to their age you know bracket yeah well guys you've heard it your children are treasures and you have to create out time for what you treasure all right finally sir can you tell us how fathers can connect and bond better with their sons okay how fathers connect and bond better with their sons well I have a practical experience I and my dad had this connection while growing up but I messed it all up from around the age of 13. I think that's where the problem starts from, where the, the father doesn't know how to handle 18 boy, where testosterone is raging within the boy and the father doesn't understand the changes and why the boy wants to be independent and all of that. From my relationship with my dad, I've learned a lot, and one of the things I've learned is that you don't give the training of your sons to chance. Be responsible for it at every stage of their life. Seek knowledge. Seek knowledge. Go and read books on what happens to a male child, especially as it pertains to childhood so when they become preteens and then teenager which is the the crux of the matter that's where we lose them so but we must learn to lay the foundation be firm and disciplined to your son from the outset when the when he's still a child don't allow some character traits and say he's just a child he will change no i'm not saying you should be overly strict and punish them no we don't punish children we discipline them so learn to teach the boy discipline and how he has to be responsible from childhood and then you follow it up even to the preteens begin to prepare yourself with adequate knowledge read books get to see the changes when he's withdrawn when he's always to himself locking himself in the room what are you doing i'm reading get to know what are you reading what's the title of the book can we summarize it together because sometimes that time they lock themselves up they're not actually reading they might be masturbating or in, indulging themselves in some crazy other stuff or even drugs so the dad should have built trust from childhood don't set too much standard that even you cannot meet no be understanding with the poor child. Tell him where you feel as a father. I feel here, but I picked up myself. Look at where I am today. Tell him that it's okay to tell to tell you about his failures. If you don't hide it. Tell him that it's okay to tell you how he feels. However he's feeling, he should open up without you being judgmental. If he's liking a girl, he should be able to tell you and you're able to put him back on track without it. You judge, you know, you know, you don't have to like a girl. This and no. You know, that's where we we just drifted apart from our parents. But as a father, 
have that, you know, build that trust, end that trust from your son. Be there for him. Notice his mood. Be a present father, emotionally connect to him. Tell him it's okay to be a man, that a man can cry, should cry, it's not a problem. It's not a way for a man to bottle up emotions, feelings. No, a man should express himself. Play with your boy, your male child. Play with him. Cry. If there are situations that will make you shed tears, you're watching an emotional movie and a tear comes out, let him see the tears. There's nothing wrong with it. Yes. If there are also bad situations that happen and you, you, you cry, don't hide it from him. Let your son see your vulnerable state, your strong state. You're not trying to set a standard that cannot be met, no. You're only trying to raise him up and train him up to be a boy, a man. This part is so personal to me because I almost lost it. You see, and all fathers should learn, all male children learn how to be sons because you cannot give what you don't have. Be a son to your father now. Be a son. You cannot give what you don't have. All right. So, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much, Mr. Anayang, and everyone listening. So, this is my short journey so far. I just summarized it. Yeah, I was scared of having two boys. I, I was scared of having male children because of my experience. But today, I asked God for more sons and he gave me two boys. And I've mapped out my plan so now to take them along this journey without being afraid that they will make mistakes. No fear. I don't have any fear. Perfect love casts out fear. Alright, thanks for having me. Have a blessed day. Love you all. Wow. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. So, guys, you've heard it. You have heard it all. Don't punish, but discipline. Be firm. And don't even set standards that you can't even meet. And before you become a father, be a son to your father. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you so much for being on this podcast session. And thank you, every single person who has been following us from our first episode on this relationship and personal development series which we began last month so this is where we bring how i met my wife season one to an end i can't wait for season two next year i just can't wait for season two next year well to every single one of our speakers from the first episode second third and fourth episode I just want to say on behalf of the men's community, on behalf of every single person out there, we really, really appreciate and we honor you. We honor you and we value you for for making our time to share with us, to share with us your experiences and to help us bridge the learning gap. See, guys, there's no, you guys, you don't have an excuse to misbehave anymore. You don't. You really don't have an excuse to misbehave. You know, you don't. This is an opportunity for you to learn. To learn and to know what you were not privileged to know before. Because you see, in our society right now, 
right from childhood the young girl is being prepared for marriage even before she is ready for marriage but you see when it comes to me guys we don't even know jack most of us even start preparing for marriage when we start planning for marriage some of us don't even plan we just enter you need to be prepared you know you heard the first speaker earlier when talking about preparation you need to be prepared how can you prepare number one you read books you learn you learn from people after reading books you also learn from people's experiences the best way to succeed is to learn from people that have gone ahead of you and have been successful okay so that's why we created this that's why we created this to help you to learn what you need to learn and to grow and to be successful please these experiences may not i won't say it will be totally enough you get because the truth is when you enter when you enter you may not remember everything and you, you, you like like you won't even start remembering how what did this person say before you know you spank your child no that's why you need to you know you need to connect with mentors connect with mentors connect with people that you speak to every day see i dare say and i challenge you before you get married one of the things that you should do for yourself is have a do two things do two things for yourself number one have a mentor over your life as a man have somebody that your wife can always report to and can call you to order so that whenever you misbehave you can be put in check and number two have an accountability partner have a covenant brother in as much as your wife will also be your accountability partner but have a close male friend who has sense that you can trust someone that when you make a mistake while you're still trying to pat yourself and convince yourself you should report yourself because most times we do not we don't usually report ourselves to our, to our mentor and many times we don't even tell our wives or the people that we're in relationship with the truth so while you're still trying to convince yourself before you you will convince yourself into keeping it a secret you have someone that you always run to and you report yourself to it's a covenant relationship both of you are accountable to yourself find an accountability partner put yourself in check someone that can that can reset your brain when you head when you're misbehaving he can also call you to order all right guys thank you very much thank you very much just in case you want to reach out you want to reach out you want to send share your thoughts i really really want to hear your thoughts what do you think okay what do you think do you need help do you need help connecting to a mentor what is it that you need as a man do you want to talk to somebody do you need counseling do you need therapy reach out to me and and i'll see how we can provide this for you to help you do you need do you need help to heal from an abusive relationship whatever your needs may be as a guy reach out to me reach out to me by email and i'll definitely be be excited to to, to to respond to you immediately so let me share my email address with you again okay it's Anna Eang01 at gmail.com. I'm going to spell that A N A A N A. That's for Anna A N A I N Y A N G 01 at gmail.com. 01 is spelled in, is not spelled. 01 is not spelled. It's just number 0 and 1. So do you want to reach out to me? Okay. So Thank you very much. This is where we bring this season 
of how I met my wife this first season of how I met my wife to a close. Look out for every other episode on M2M session. We will air every Friday. So till I come your way next week, Friday, I remain my humble self. AI. Cheers.